Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 10th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and I'm dealing with this parable of the barren fig tree. And I've been teaching on this parable for weeks, and I was pretty much done with the parable, but there was a part of the parable that I had not addressed. And that was the part where there was a vine dresser who interceded on behalf of the tree. And that vine dresser is Jesus, and Jesus intercedes on our behalf. So yesterday, if you missed yesterday's message, you need to go back and watch that. That was part part 73. This is part 74. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 74, How Jesus and the Holy Spirit are Praying for Your Victory. I want you to know, put that in the chat, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for my victory. When you understand that, then negative stress, negative anxiety will have no power over you. Let's get ready for the word of God this morning. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Listen, if you know a believer uh, who is stressed out, um, if you know a believer who uh, is dealing with negative stress and anxiety, you may want to call them right now and just text them and tell them to jump on because this message for believers is going to be something that really blesses us and helps us to release stress. Amen? All right, so let's get into it. Before we get into the, the passage, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year, and I want to put it again in your in your hearing. Uh, this is what the Bible says, Psalms 126 and verse 4. We believe at our church that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory, and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. If there's an area of your life that's dried up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you. Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. This is a parable we've been looking at for weeks. Let's go to it again. The Bible says, Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit thereon and found none. And so he said to the vine dresser, guess what? Hey guy, come here for a minute. He was like, what's up? Hey, I've been coming to this tree for three years. I put this tree here and uh, I wanted to bloom where it's been planted. When it was in the orchard, it was fine. Right here in the in the in the vineyard, it's not producing. Year number one, I came and I didn't see any fruit, but I didn't say anything. Year number two, I came, I didn't see any fruit, I didn't say anything. Year number three, now here I am, I don't see any fruit. That's it, cut it down. And the vine dresser said, "Hold, hold on for a minute, sir. Let it alone this year. Give me one more year until I'm gonna dig around it and I'm gonna fertilize it." And if it bears fruit, then fine. But if it doesn't, after that, you can cut it down. So yesterday we dealt with Jesus interceding for us. Put in the chat, Jesus prays for me. I'm going to flow in that same vein today. So what does this mean for you today? I only have two major points, but there's a lot of teaching that I'm about to give you under the banner of two points. Uh, and I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for you. Put in the chat, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for me. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. So today I was led to go to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to glean some things in Romans chapter 8 that I'm going to apply to the parable 
of the fig tree. Let's let's learn some things about Jesus and the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 8. So I'm going to read for you Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 26 from the Passion Translation. I'm going to read for you 26 all the way down to 29 and then verse 34. So this is what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul wrote this. In a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Another translation says it's a weakness because we don't even know what to pray. For example, sometimes Paul says we don't even know how to pray or the things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. This is the Passion Translation. The Holy Spirit super intercedes on our behalf, pleading to God the Father with emotional sighs that are too deep for words. So the Holy Spirit is praying stuff that I can't put into words. Verse 27, God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit pleads before God for us. The Holy Spirit is pleading before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. When the Holy Spirit prays for me, he's praying in perfect harmony with God's plan and my destiny. Verse 28, understanding all of this. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. The King James Version says, so all things work together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his divine purpose. Verse 29, for he, God, knew all about us before we were born. And he, God, destined us from the beginning to be conformed to the image of his son. This means the son, Jesus, is the oldest amongst a, a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Let me pause there and just say something about Jesus. Jesus said, he was talking about himself when he was about to die. He says, unless a kernel of corn falls into the ground and dies, it remains yet alone. But if it falls into the ground and it dies, it produces a harvest. He was talking about himself. When he was on the earth, he was the only begotten of the father. But because he became a seed that went into the ground and died, and now he produces a harvest, this text just said he's the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. He was the only one when he was on the planet, but now he's the firstborn amongst many, many, many. You and I are just like Jesus. Say this, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Amen. Romans 8, now let's drop down to verse 34. Who then shall condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. Even more than that, he has conquered death, and now he's risen, and he is exalted, and he is enthroned by God to sit at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us when he's the one who is continually praying for our triumph? Jesus is continually praying for our triumph. So here's a few things that we can learn from Romans chapter 8, from the Passion Translation, and I'm going to tie all of this until to the fig tree as well. So I, believe me, I got you. I'm going to come back to the fig tree. So according to Scripture, we all, you and I, have been predestined. Put in the chat, I am predestined. Pre, before, destined, or destination. So 
God established my destiny before I was born. There's many scriptures to support that. So we have been predestined. The text says we have been predestined to be conformed unto the image of his son. So I'm supposed to be just like Jesus, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So everything God does for us is to get us to the point where we are conformed into the image of his son. So everything God does for me is to get me to be like Jesus on this planet. So God considers it a weakness, the text says, for us as humans when we don't know what to pray for. Like God says, this is a weakness. You are weak in the fact that you don't know what to pray for. Now, we would say we're weak in a lot of other areas, but God highlights this. Here's a weakness. Here's a weakness. Sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. Sometimes you're praying for selfish stuff. Sometimes you don't know what to say. So because we don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit intercedes. The text says he super intercedes. He prays for us and he's praying for us. He's pleading to God the Father, the text says, with emotional sighs that are too deep for words. So the text goes on to say that the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, the holy ones, so that we can live in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So say that, put that in the chat. The Holy Spirit is praying for me. What is he praying for? For me to live in perfect harmony with God's plan and my destiny. The Holy Spirit is praying for you and I to live in alignment with the will of the Father. This is what happened in the parable of the fig tree. The owner of the fig tree had a will. The will was, I put this fig tree here to produce. So that's his will. The fig tree was not in alignment with his will. It was not conforming to the will of the owner. So he said, cut it down. Jesus, the intercessor said, whoa, slow down. Let me work on him. Give me one more year. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me work on it so that he can be conformed unto your will. And so Jesus is interceding for us so that we can be conformed unto the will of the owner, which is God the Father. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for us. And what are they praying? They're praying for you and I to be conformed to God's predestined will for our lives. So since we have the Holy Spirit praying for us, the text says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives are continually being woven together for our good. Say all things are working together for my good. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is praying for me. Why? Because Jesus is praying for me. Why? Because God the Father predestined me. Why? Because they're praying for me to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? Because they want me to align with the plan that God already made for me from the foundations of the world. Why? So when I get to the point where I stop being stubborn and stiff-necked and hard-headed and I humble myself and submit to God, all things work together for my good. Even though it may be difficult, even though it doesn't mean I'm going to like everything, but it's working together for my good. Paul was saying the reason that uh, that all things work together for your good is not because of you. It's because you've been predestined. It's not because of you. It's because God worked with you long enough to accept his son Jesus as your Lord. And now Jesus is interceding for you. Now the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. Why? They're interceding for you to conform to the will of the Father. So it's not about you. It's all about him and his amazing grace and the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. After all of this, verse 34 says, Jesus is praying for our triumph. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. What is he doing? Continually making intercession for us. The Passion Translation says 
He is praying for our triumph. Jesus is praying for me. The Holy Spirit is praying for me with words that cannot be uttered. And they're praying for my triumph. And they're praying for me to be conformed to the image of his son. And they're praying for me to be the man or the woman that God has called me to be. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for me. I wish I was at home so I could see the, the comments going on in the chat. But I know that this is good. Glory to God. I feel excited this morning. God is praying for me. Like, it's one thing to say my mama prayed for me. It's one thing to say my grandmama prayed for me, but Jesus is praying for me. The Holy Ghost is praying for me. Say amen to that. To God be the glory. God is praying for me so that I could be conformed into the image of his son. All right, number two, you can find peace in knowing that God predestined you and that he's praying for you. So say this, say, I have peace. Say this, say negative anxiety has no power over me. Why? Because I know that God loves me. God predestined me. God worked on me long enough to get me born again. The Holy Spirit is working on me now to be conformed into the image of his son. Even when things don't, don't look like they're working out, I know it's going to work together for my good. Come on now. I can enter into God's rest. So in this parable that we've been studying, the parable of the barren fig tree, we know that the owner of the fig tree, he had a picture of what he wanted. He wanted figs. And that's why he was upset when the tree was not conforming unto the image of what he wanted. The, he was upset when the tree was not conforming unto the image of his will. And so God is not happy when you and I are not conforming unto the image of, of what he predestined for us to walk in. But just like Jesus, the intercessor, the vine dresser, interceded for the tree, he's going to intercede on our behalf as well. So I have a few things to share with you on this point so I can wrap it up. I only have two points, but I'm going to give you some sub points on this one. Here's A. You are predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So every believer, oh, Brother Pena, I don't know what I'm called to do. Well, you have a specific call, but there's a general call. The general call is every believer is called to be conformed unto the image of his son. Every believer is called to be just like Jesus. Say, I am just like Jesus. You are predestined to be molded into the image of Jesus on this planet. So every action that God takes on your behalf is aimed at this transformation. God is doing things that are helping to get you to look like Jesus in this world. The goal is for you to be the man of God, the woman of God that he destined for you to be. And part of that assignment is for you to be just like Jesus. God is wor always working on us and in us and with us and through us and for us to align us with his predetermined will and purpose. Say amen to that. B, as humans, we often don't know what to pray for, right? So the Bible calls this a weakness, a weakness or the, the Passion Translation calls it a frailty that we as humans don't know what to pray for. So this is why we need to humble ourselves. Don't act like you know everything because you don't. So we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God especially in prayer. And we ask the, the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what to pray for. In other words, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what he planned for me from the foundations of the world. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, to flood my eyes with light so that I can know what to ask for, meaning what he already gave me. I'm asking the Holy Spirit basically to help me to pray the prayers that he already prayed over me. I want to know that there's some things that God already destined for me to have and destined for me to do and destined for me to walk in. And I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to flood my eyes with light so that I would know what that is 
his so that I can pray back to him what he already prayed over me so that I can align my will with him, with his, so that I can align my prayers with his will so that I can be the man and the woman that God called me to be. That's how I pray. And God always hears me when I pray that way because I'm aligning my will with his will. We should be thankful that even when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit is praying for me. Even when we don't know what to pray for, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he is praying for my triumph. Holy Ghost, thank you. Jesus, thank I am so thankful. Understanding this, we should be dependent on God and dependent on divine intervention. There are some things we have a part and we're going to do our part, but there are some things only God can do. So even so you lift up your family, you lift up your marriage, you lift up your business, you lift up your career, you lift up whatever. You, you just lift it up to God and be like, God, I want to I want to be the best version of myself. And as you lead me, I will follow. As you tell me what to do, I'll do it. As you tell me where to go, I'll go. But Father, there's some things that I don't even know. And so I'm relying upon you. I'm dependent upon you. I'm looking unto you. You are the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer of my life. I am not a self-made man. Father, I look unto you. You are you are my everything. You are my Lord. Your favor goes before me like a shield. You tell me what to pray and what and how to say it. Father, you 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 give me grace and favor. You can Connect me to the right people. You open doors for me that no man can close. You close doors for me that no man can open. I just want to be conformed into the image of your son. And I just want to accomplish what you sent me to this planet to accomplish while I'm in the land of the living. I'm not going to be like that, like that fig tree that, that refuses to produce figs. No. I just want, I want to produce the fruit that you want me to produce, but I need to know what that is. So lead me, guide me, direct me. I am humbled before the mighty hand of God. I'm submitted to God in all things at all times. Say amen to that. See, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in a powerful way. The Passion Translation of Romans chapter 8, and I read it for you a few minutes ago, said that the Holy Spirit doesn't just pray for us. He super intercedes for us with emotional sighs that are too deep for words. The Holy Spirit is providing a deep and a passionate intercession for you and I that is aligning us and our will with God's destiny. So the goal is to get us, you and I, to live in harmony with God's plan. Put in the chat, I, I want to live in harmony with God's plan. I, I like, like Jesus in the parable, Jesus just wants us to conform to the, to the will of the Father. He was trying to get the tree to conform to the will of the owner. And that's what he wants for us as well. The Holy Spirit is praying for us to live in perfect harmony with God's plan, with God's destiny. So, so that way, even when... We don't know what to say, even when we don't know what to pray. We know that the Holy Spirit is praying. This is why some of us have a prayer language. We're praying. We're letting the Holy Spirit pray through us so that we can align our will with him, so that we could be steered, guided, led in the direction that the Father wants us to walk in. And so Jesus is our advocate with the Father, just like the Holy Spirit is praying for us. Jesus is praying for us as well. Jesus, the text says, who sacrificed his own life. He conquered death. He was now ascended up into heaven. The text says he's seated at the right hand of the Father in a position of authority. And there he is interceding for us. There he is praying for our triumph. Put in the chat, Jesus is praying for my triumph. I have Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, and he is praying for my triumph. He wants me to win. He wants me to be the man or the woman that God called me to be. He wants me, to, but not, but remember, winning is not just what you want. Winning is not a selfish desire. Winning is me becoming 
who it is that God wants me to be. So it's not about a selfish desire. If you have a selfish desire, then just know that what you want and what Jesus wants is different. What you want and what the Holy Spirit wants is different. What you want and what the Father wants is different. So God never signed up to just give you whatever you want. He wants you to align your will with his will. Let me read to you a couple of passages of scripture that can, that can really help you with this. In James chapter 4, James chapter 4 verse 2 says, you know what? You have not because you ask not. You, that, you know, Jesus said the Father knows what you need before you ask, but you still need to ask. So some people you have not because you ask not. James 4 and 3 then says, but some of you then ask and you don't receive it because what you're asking for, you're asking for with corrupt motives. You are seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. So some people, you don't have it because you didn't pray for it. Other people, you did pray, but God is not going to give it to you because what you prayed for was selfish. And so what you want is for your will to be in alignment with God's will. First John chapter 5, Verses 14 and 15 from the New International Version says this. This is the confidence that we, you and I, this is the confidence that we have when we approach God in prayer. If we ask for anything in accordance with his will, God hears me. Put in the chat, God hears me when I pray. How is God going to hear me when I pray? Well, I'm guaranteed that God is going to hear me when I pray when I'm asking for anything that is in alignment or in agreement with his will. This is why I want to pray to God the prayers that he's already prayed over me. He's always going to say yes to that because it's his prayer. It's his desires, his will. Now, if I ask for something that doesn't line up with the will, then no, God is not signing up to give me that. So verse 14, let me read it again. This is the confidence that we have in him when we approach God in prayer, that if we ask for anything in accordance with his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, then whatever we ask for, we know that we already got it. Say it's already done. Say I already have it. Say it's already it's already done. If I'm asking for things that line up with God's will, if my prayers align with God's prayers, if I'm setting my faith in agreement with what God has already provided, then I already know that I already have it. It may take some time. It may take weeks for me to get it in the natural, but I already have it. Say it's already done. So God wants us as I close. God wants us to walk in triumph and victory but it has to be grace-based. It has to be grace-centered. Our victory or our triumph is not performance-based. I'm not teaching you religion. I'm not teaching... God, I want you to understand that when you live the grace life, I'm God's favorite. God loves me. When I'm living the grace life, it's not about me performing to get God to love me or to bless me. No, no. It's me discovering what God already provided. The grace of God in my heart is rooted in the prayers that Jesus is praying for me, that the Holy Spirit is praying for me. And so I know that my victories, my successes, my breakthroughs, is not about me. I cannot say I'm a self-made man. I'm not. My successes, my breakthroughs, my victories come because Jesus already provided it. God already orchestrated it. God already predestined for me to walk in the victory wherewith Christ Jesus died for me to walk in. So I am walking uh, uh, with God and God is walking with me. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit and I'm walking in a such a way that I'm bringing glory to his name. Why? Because I'm not living for me. I'm living for him. This is how uh, stress has no power over me. This is how I'm not going to let pride to get a hold of my heart. I'm not, I'm not going to get conceited or puffed up or hard-headed or stiff-necked. I'm not going to think that I'm the one that's making all of this happen. No, I'm remaining, remaining humble before the mighty hand of God, knowing that if God only gave me what I deserved, I would be a man or woman most miserable. A God has been better to me than I deserve. Thank you, Lord, that you don't only give me what I work for. Thank you, Father, that you don't only give me what I earn or deserve. Thank 
you, Father, that you are going before me. Thank you, Father, that your grace is on me. Thank you, Father, that you bless me in ways that far exceed my performance. Say amen to that. That's enough for today. That was good, y'all. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for me. I want you to close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I am predestined to be conformed unto the image of your son. I trust the Holy Spirit's intercession for me, even in moments when I don't even know what to pray. So I, I am assured that every detail of my life is working together for my good and for your glory. Jesus is my advocate and he is praying for my triumph. So my triumph is not my own, but it's a testament to your grace. My heart aligns with your will. My prayers are in harmony with your desires. I embrace a life that's not about my performance. I walk in your grace and in your love. And I humble myself before you, attributing every victory to your grace and not my performance. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing. Walk in the favor. Walk in the grace, knowing that Jesus is praying for you. The Holy Spirit is praying for you. They are interceding for you. And so you just submit yourself to him and you walk in the victory that Christ Jesus has already provided. Oh, my God, this is good. Listen, this is why you want my notes. Why would you not want my notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes for free. I love you. God loves you more. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it right now. Do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.